Welcome to the Crypto Cafe. I'm your host, Randy Zuckerberg, and here in this cafe, we embrace newcomers and experts alike to all things crypto, metaverse, NFTs, Web3, you name it. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by the king of Solana, really, uh, co-founder and COO of Magic Eden. Zed Yin is here in the house in the Crypto Cafe with us. Hi, Zed. Hey, Randy, how's it going? Wonderful. I'm so delighted to have you, especially since I just learned that it is like like five o'clock in the morning for you. Uh, so you like you really need a cafe right now of, of all people. <laughs> so uh, thank you for waking up so early. I know Web3 sleeps for nobody, but uh, you, you've even taken it to the extreme. So thanks. <laughs> <laughs> No, really, it's it's method acting, you know, you got to really get, in the, get into the role. <laughs> so, figured I, why not? I love it. Okay, if we were in an actual cafe together, what would we be drinking and enjoying? Uh, cappuccino. Yeah, yes, straight that, up. That's my drink of choice. I love it. All right. I uh, I, I actually have a huge cappuccino with me right now. So, um, cheers. Uh, so, cheers. So, Zed, what... What was the light bulb moment that went off that brought you into Web three and uh, and especially your light bulb moment around Solana? Yeah, for sure. The light bulb moment for Web three for me was maybe six or so years ago. Uh, it was actually around the time that Ethereum was getting traction, and I first learned about smart contracts, and I thought, oh, that's pretty cool. That could actually be used for a lot of different things, and that sort of uh, programmability is is really amazing. Um, and someone being someone that studied finance, I kind of got the financial use cases very, very quickly um, and ended up joining the company called DYDX uh, in 20, late 2017. So that was my initial journey. And that really, really sparked my interest in crypto in general. And, and since then, it's been sort of uh, no looking back. Um, and then <clears throat> more recently, when we started Magic Eden about just over a year ago, and we were thinking about, you know, what what do we want to do? Like, what should we do in this NFT space or something else? Should we do it on this chain or that chain? Everything kind of converged and made a lot of sense to us. And we were basically, you know, decided that hey, NFTs are a very, very, very interesting and uh, very, very future-looking use case. Uh, and we were seeing, you know, friends of ours, family members, all interested asking about nfts you know it's very inherent sort of uh collecting activity right people it's pretty normal for, for people to do that um and because we were building a consumer experience ultimately it made sense to do it on a, a chain that was really slick and fast and that's sort of how we came to solana mm. so describe magic eden for anyone who's not familiar and a little bit about kind of the the founding story and any highlights so far yeah, absolutely. So Magic Eden is a is a leading cross-chain NFT platform. Um, it services both creators to utilize, create, um, sell NFTs and collectors to come and obviously discover uh, and collect NFTs. Uh, right now, Magic Eden is on Solana, Ethereum, and Polygon. Um, so aside from that, we have a focus on two areas at the moment. One is uh, broad collectibles. And the second area of focus is on 
on gaming. So, you know, items that exist within games and items that can be utilized um, within games. And uh, the founding story is, so we started and launched in September of 2021. So about 15 months ago. And uh, I have three other co-founders actually. So Jack, Sid and Rex. And the story is actually, we were all just tinkering, um, trading ourselves, <clears throat> buying and selling ourselves, using all, a whole bunch of DeFi stuff. Two of us were actually already working in crypto. So we're already quite familiar with the space. And uh, we thought to ourselves, hey, there's a, we think there's an opportunity to build a really cool NFT platform um, that starts off on Solana. <clears throat> and we decided to try that uh, over the course of two weeks as almost like a little bit of a project to ourselves to see if we could even work together. And um, that two weeks <laughs> it went pretty fast. And immediately we had some some initial user traction and started growing our community. And, and the next thing you know, we were, we were like, okay, we got, we got to do this full time. This is, this is the real thing. Um, so it all happened very, very thick and fast. And we were, ha we were lucky, I think as well to not only build things quickly, but also capture um, sort of the tailwinds of what was like both a burgeoning NFT market, but also what was a burgeoning ecosystem on, on Solana. I love it. And, and uh, you guys still like working together 15 months later? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes I, I honestly, you speak to a lot of founders and they're like, whoa, like maybe one of you guys is not going to be there in a year. And this was back in back when we first started. And I was like, oh, it's, sort of, it's crazy to think, but I guess that's actually true for most startups. So I'm very, very thankful uh, for the other three guys. And I, I'm super, obviously, grateful to, to have their support. Uh, and I think we keep each other sane. That's for sure. It's awesome. I mean, it's gosh, it's rare these days to find someone who you could travel with for a week and be compatible, let alone like build in a crazy new world like Web3 together for, for this long. So uh, that alone is, is a huge victory. Um, I'd love to hear, Zed, some of the most successful or interesting projects that have launched uh, through Magic Eden so far. Yeah, we, we've launched with a, a very, very large spectrum of projects. Uh, and that sort of goes, it, it sort of is a really good indication of the breadth of um, ways you could use NFTs. And this is everything from pretty small time uh, individual creators, all the way through to large companies, large brands and everything in between. Um, so I'll rattle off a couple of examples, but I'd recommend anyone who's listening to jump on Magic Eden week to week you'll see there's a cadence of uh, multiple launches per week that 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 is possible for people to discover. But some of the really interesting ones that I think we've done um, that jumped to mind, uh, we did a, we've done multiple of these uh, NFT drops actually for Tomorrowland, mm. uh, like the music festival. Yeah. Um, they were looking for ways to just broaden the, the fan engagement experience. And, you know, obviously they have a very, very large, you know, and they're well known for an amazing in-person experience at, at their festivals. Um, but they wanted to also uh, cultivate something uh, digital as well. And there's, yeah, we've sort of worked with them over the course of several months to come up with multiple drops that have a bunch of both in real life and online activations. Um, so they've been an amazing partner and it sort of enriches the, the whole fan experience around the festival. Um, another one that, 
we're really proud of is we did an activation with Overtime. So Overtime is a a company that I guess it's sort of like a, a it's it's like a marketing um, a sports marketing kind of company, and they're obviously very very big in in college and um, high school basketball. Um, and they same thing. They wanted ways to uh, effectively engage uh, their audience, which happens to be you know, younger generation, younger demographic, really really into one sport. And so we actually partnered with them on March Madness. Uh, so obviously, you know, everyone gets really excited for that tournament once a year if, if you're in the US. And we worked with them to basically create NFT brackets. So each each individual NFT actually represented your bracket into that competition, um, which is really, really cool because it sort of created a little bit of a game within a game. And that was the first implementation of of NFTs to be used in that way rather than what people are normally used to, which is, uh, you know, these these images or these, these these pieces of artwork. These were sort of like game passes and access to a little bracket tournament. So that was really, really cool. Um, so yeah, those are some of the two that come to mind. But I mean, we launched maybe, yeah, I would say three or four projects a week. We've, we've launched almost 500 now since, um, since we started Magic Eden. So very, very rich set of uh, projects, creators, uh, use cases that, that we're working with here. The design space is, is still very, very early. I love it. I'm, I'm smiling a little on the inside because like I, when I really early in my career, I entered like a March Madness bracket that our office was having. And I uh, I just filled it in based on like how much I liked the color of the jerseys from the different teams. And then, and then I won. And people were like, what the hell? Like, we actually like, know a lot about basketball. Like, what's going on? But that's, that's, that's actually that's actually me, Randy, because I'm Australian. And before coming to the U.S., I had not, I didn't I didn't even know this thing existed. And then when I came here, I thought to myself, "What? Why are people so into this thing?" <laughs> so you know, by by definition, I am uh, I am very much the color picker. Yeah, totally. But I love it. It's such a great use case for for NFTs and game passes, like you said. I'm here in the crypto cafe with Zed Ian, co-founder and COO of Magic Eden, uh, one of the leading creator platforms across Solana, Ethereum, and Polygon, and uh, Zed, can you talk about what's going on with creator royalties? Like, first of all, why is everyone talking about it so much? What's the debate? And like, just enlighten us. Yeah, absolutely. There's it, this is a huge topic, and and it's been very very topical since yeah Q4 of 2022. But the the whole gist of what's going on is that uh, through the course of last year, it became more widely uh, clear to everyone that royalties were not enforceable on chain and therefore platforms could circumvent and not respect those royalties. And the solution to that was actually is multifaceted because you need effectively the creators to come on board to a solution, you need marketplaces, you need, you know, people building standards and protocols, and even in some cases, the actual chains themselves to all rally together to come up with something. What happened through the course of last year was that these platforms that didn't respect creator royalties effectively captured a lot of the market share uh, of, of the trading volume. And why that's important is because as more users and collectors moved to those platforms, the less that royalties were respected. And um, that was a lot of the, the sort of main controversy around why this became a big, a big topic. And we 
we were one of the platforms that took a pretty controversial stance in that originally when we saw this happen, we felt like it needed some drastic action. And that drastic action could not have taken place if you know someone basically did not take a stand. So we decided to actually move to optional royalties on Solana to you know basically bring together an impetus for all the different players in the ecosystem to come together to to resolve that uh, resolve that problem and you know since then we're in a much better state uh we actually have uh, this thing called open creator protocol that magic Eden created uh on solana that allows creators to enforce their royalties uh, at a technical level uh, there are obviously some trade-offs but it, de- it definitely now gives them the option and uh, we've also been working with other ecosystem partners, including Solana themselves, um, this company called Metaplex, which builds a bunch of standards for the ecosystem, and also creators to come up with both other ideas around royalties and monetization, but also uh, different ways at the protocol level to actually enforce royalties. So we're, we're super, super proud of the progress there, but it obviously was a very, very painful experience, um, you know, four or five months ago. So that's the the gist, and obviously there's there's many other things happening in the Ethereum ecosystem too around royalties, and and OpenSea has had to deal with a lot of this as the main platform that has had to uphold sort of the standard for creators. Um, so uh, that that's the the short of it. it there's, there's probably we could probably spend the entire <laughs> the entirety of this this conversation and, and another one just talking about royalties, but that's basically the gist. Definitely. And thank you for, for giving such a kind of the, the elevator pitch version of what's going on, but it's definitely, you know, uh, seems like it's one of the the top contentious issues for creators in the space right now. Um, I also saw on your Twitter that you said you're really bullish on Australia becoming the next hub for kind of all star talent, especially in Solana. I I I would have you know been curious about that, but now seeing you waking up at five o'clock in the morning, like I'm now also bullish on on people from <laughs> from the region, like and and dominating the space. But but tell tell us more. Why why uh, Australia? Yeah, I, I I can't remember when, when or where I said that, but but no, I I really think that's true because Australia's a pretty small country, and obviously not by not by land size, but by population, and and um, I I always found that we always punch above above our weight in in almost everything, <laughs> in in sports. You know, we always do pretty well at the Olympics. We have no right to. <laughs> we have like so few people, and we're so far removed from everyone. Um, we do pretty well in sports. We and I think we do really well in just yeah. I think ideas and 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 people are you know uh, pretty entrepreneurial. Um, but a lot of what I see is that a lot of Australians are um, really willing to to try try the new thing. And for some reason, they've really gravitated towards crypto as a as an industry. A lot of people joke that. You know, Australians love to gamble, so they all gravitated towards crypto. I don't know <laughs> if it's exactly <laughs> like that, but um, you see a lot of really amazing companies, um, both in DeFi and uh, NFTs, and even um, people working at, at various crypto companies. Uh, lots and lots of Australian presence. Um, so Immutable, for example, is based in Sydney. Um, you know, we we have a presence in Melbourne, uh, but we are based in you know, most of the, the companies based in, in the US. Um, but yeah, I just think in general, <laughs> you just punch about that way. Yeah. It's, 
I, I'm probably just opportunistically trying to be nationalistic, you know? <laughs> no, I love it. I mean, maybe, maybe you know, if you're the kind of like risk-taking person that's going to live on an island in like a crazy time zone apart from the rest of the world, like sometimes on a half-hour time zone, then you're just like the kind of person that's going to go for it as, as an entrepreneur in a new industry. So maybe it's, you know, self-selecting a little bit. That's true. That's true. <laughs> it's like things are just a little bit harder. So yeah, yeah, you're, you're willing to grit through some stuff. <laughs> totally. So uh, talk to me about what's on the horizon for 2023 that you're excited about. I feel like um, every leader in Web3 in 2022 was both like boosted up by this incredible bull market and then just like crushed to the ground in a bear market. It's been like a real roller coaster ride. So what what does 2023 look like for you? Yeah, it has been. Roller coaster ride is a great way to put it. Um, this is now my my second sort of big roller coaster ride in crypto since I've been in the industry, and uh, yeah, I, it it it's crazy. It it really is. Uh, I, I want to say to others who are if people are listening and and thinking about if they're not in the space already, I would say number one, don't let it put you off because regardless of all the things that have happened, both good and and also sometimes really bad. Um, it's still, in my opinion, the most exciting, dynamic, interesting industry out there. And I really, really stand by that. Um, so, so yeah, we are super grateful for 2022. It was an amazing year for us. I mean, obviously, it was our first year in existence. So um, we were obviously really, really shocked and surprised, but very, very grateful for all of the creators that worked with us and, and all, of the, all of our users who, who use the marketplace every day. Um, but I think there's a, a few big focus areas for us that that will spend a lot of mindshare on this year. One is number one is um, uh, continuing to to build out this cross chain experience. And today, you know, we only recently launched Polygon, so that's the most recent one in December. And I think there's a there's a lot to be desired when it comes to allowing users to discover, regardless of what chain they're on. And we actually want to to help bring forth that narrative more and more that yes we are currently in sort of very siloed ecosystems but it doesn't need to be that way and ultimately creators should decide where they where they want to launch and depending on the technology they need but in general nobody needs to really know that in the long term and uh experiences to uh trade and, and bridge and do these other things all across chains and you're starting to see creators now um starting to think about ways to engage and bridge across multiple ecosystems. <clears throat> so we're working with a, one of the big ones on Solana, <clears throat> excuse me, um, Frank from DGods to, uh, to do that from Solana to, to Polygon. Um, and there's you know, people going in both ways. So it's not just, not just a one-way thing. So that's the first thing, sort of this cross-chain experience. The second is uh, continue to build out a, uh, a really, really rich creator experience. And we've focused a lot of time on helping creators mint. That's been a lot of the primary focus for us in 2022. And now I think we want to really expand that and help sort of work on use cases that keep creators up at night. Mm -hmm. And that's everything from, you know, making sure their holder base is happy, making sure they treat their, their really, really big holders really well, helping them find and attract new holders, all these other things that I think, you know, yeah, keep, keep creators up at night. And, um, we are ultimately, at the end of the day, a, a really, really creative-facing, creative-forward brand. Um, and then the last thing I would say is, yeah, helping to to build sort of um, additional layers of of network effects on on Magic Eden itself. And we've started to experiment with some interesting things here 
uh, like uh, in in December, we we launched this thing that was allowing creators to make announcements and uh, basically engage their collective base in different ways. And we think that's really interesting because it allows different kinds of you know user to user type engagement on the platform. So um, those are three big focus areas. Um, the last one I, I will say as well that that more fits into two because it's really just a category of creator is uh, is obviously gaming. Um, we we recently hired a chief gaming officer to help us uh, navigate um, uh, games that are coming into Web three, and we continue to be really excited about the breadth of uh, traditional game developers who are building, and, and also developers that are building fully on chain games. Uh, that feels a lot like DeFi in twenty eighteen. So there's much to be much to be pretty excited about. I love it. It's it's so exciting, and it's. Uh, um... I feel like there we're just such a, an inflection moment where we're going to look back on this in a few years and and really this is the moment that things change for creators. So Zed, it's such a pleasure to chat with you. Where can people go to keep up with everything you're working on and learn more about Magic Eden? Yeah, so there's there's uh, Magic Eden at Magic Eden on Twitter is the best way to keep in touch uh, with what we're up to. We also have a a newsletter uh, which you can sign up for on our website. But in general, yeah, uh, come and check out Magic Eden. Just have a little bit of a browse, and you'll you'll hopefully get sucked into the world of world of NFTs. Uh, you won't regret it. Amazing. Well, thank you so much again for waking up at the crack of dawn to chat with us about the creator ecosystem and everything going on. Uh, I hope you can get some rest today, and uh, congratulations on all of Magic Eden's success so far. No, I appreciate it, Randy. Thank you so much. Thank you. That was Zed Yin, co-founder and COO of Magic Eden, uh, a leading creator platform for uh, any creators building on Solana, now launched Polygon, Ethereum, and so on. And, and you can see that Zed is so passionate and such a wealth of information about the creator ecosystem in Web3 and where we're going. And uh, I, for one, was uh, really happy to hear him say that we shouldn't let the bear market put any of us off. I agree. This is one of the most exciting dynamic industries out there, and I'm delighted to be building in it as well. So uh, thanks for joining us for another episode of Crypto Cafe. I'm your host, Randy Zuckerberg, and I look forward to being back with you next week with an all-new episode.